Okay. What you are know? you drinking today, Nicole? I'm eating apple slices. Okay. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so hard to, because I'm like literally driving home because I've been dog sitting, and mm. so when oh. I get here, it's like I don't have anything to drink or whatever here. So. <laughs> the ASMR. Yeah. So I just bring a drink or bring a snack. I guess that's fair. Snack? What are you snacking today on the pod? <laughs> Straight apple juice. All right. Well, we got an hour, right? So we should probably get get stepping. Let's rock it out. All right. I'll mark the clip here. Bam. Oh, so fucking good. All right. You two ready? Dang, it's been a while since I've ready hosted or let it, whatever you want to say. All right. Get your last bite in, Nicole. And then <laughs> oh, she's muted. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll wait. At least so you can say hello instead of like. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. All right. Go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Just put in a juicer at this point. You know, just in the background. Sweet. All right. Okay. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Ro and I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts, Brooke and Nicole. What's up, ladies? What's up? Hey. What's up? Just there eating your apple, clicking away. Yes. I'm chopping. <laughs> chopping over here. I'm like, I don't think I can edit that out. You know, just a bunch of like... Watch. Ready? Hold on. Everyone quiet. Wow. Also, the amount of effort that went into that, like your face was like, oh God, I'm like, damn it. <laughs> what are we trained for? <laughs> Literally, I'm like, why can't I chop this apple? That much damn. energy. It's, it's the knife. Blame Wait. the tool. It's dull. It's dull. Okay. All right. <laughs> we complain about Rose yeah. weird yeah, like, exactly. slip, sipping. <laughs> We're going to be in a weird genre now oh on Spotify. Yeah. Like, oh. Sweet. Awesome. It's like a... Well, there are those videos, uh, they're called mukbangs, where it's like you watch people just eat, and they just what? like eat so much food. Yeah, I don't know why like anyone would just sit there and watch that, but... I think it's a... Oh, those videos uh, creep me out, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, of course. You just you're just like... Please yeah, stop. Please it's stop. It's a good time. Yeah. Just save the listeners now. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Um, well, how are you two doing today? It's a little... Uh, I guess not early. It's 12 my time, but... We are all over the country, so uh, I know it's like two Nicole's time and three your time, Brooke. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm okay. good. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm actually on the Intracoastal Waterway, hanging out with my adorable 88 year old grandmother. And this house has a ton of like grandfather clocks everywhere. So if you oh, just hear great. like some spooky, <laughs> vibey clocks happening, Boom. just we're not in Stranger that's Things. Why. I was about to it's, say yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not Beckna? Beckna coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well that's good that How would be my dream are there in that house yeah dream I would, really i would love to be taken by that <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i don't know if that's like a freaky i'm attracted to him type thing or if it's just like just get me out of here i think right? i'm just attracted to everyone in, in stranger things because Jesus. i'm just obsessed with all of them all right well. especially hopper hopper you can have it any day of the week oh, that's all geez. i gotta say <laughs> all right 
Um, well, I think we have to stop before we get copyrighted or something. Just, uh, what are you talking about, Ro? Do you, are, do you have like a lawyer anyway. that you talk to about our podcast <laughs> yeah, every yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, They're like, you cannot say that. You can keep swearing, but you definitely cannot mention Stranger <laughs> Things. Why not? Uh, no. Uh, soon, though. I'm sure, I'm sure at some point something will come up and they're like, you can't say that. I'm like, all right, cool. We're getting big enough to be noticed. Uh, <laughs> We're but- getting big enough to be sued. Yeah, yeah, that's when you know we've hit the American dream. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, what's today? When today's Monday? Happy Monday! Hope you both had a good weekend. Uh, and then when our listeners, I hope you are having a good start to the weekend because these things always come out on Friday. So, um, what are we? Uh, what are we drinking? Are we drinking anything? I know last time Brooke was like, "Oh my days, hell! I definitely <laughs> need uh, alcohol today." Um, I'm wondering if she's gotten better in the past <laughs> in the past week. Yeah. Uh, we went a totally different direction. I'm drinking okay. kombucha with living probiotics to detoxify and support with natural antioxidants and cold oh, pressed juice, yes. according to the label. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really Those like this labels. one though. It's the Health Aid Kombucha Cayenne Cleanse. It's got like a little bit of spice. Mm. It's got like juiced ginger, which just like feels good. I don't know if you've ever. I used to chew on ginger candies when I'd have like upset stomach or something. So. I don't know. Makes me huh. feel healthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel it flowing through my body for sure. What about you, Nicole? Um, Other than I apples? don't have a drink, but I have my apple. Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> branding. Branding is so hard when we talk about like you know this is supposed to be about listen us <laughs> drinking. It's just like it. every hour is scheduled, okay? And sometimes I don't plan to have a two o'clock beverage. <laughs> I'm sorry. You think, you think I I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to drink at 12 today. Like, Bro, this I is probably what you think about it. all the time. You probably like literally pick up alcohol while you're in the store specifically to drink on the podcast. I have. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the problem is, though, like I, I would like to try one, you know, uh, but they only sell them in like six packs. And so then it's like, well, I have to try and I just have like this random assortment of beer uh, like when it comes. Committed. To, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it does kind of suck. But um, right before this, actually, we went to a brewery in town called Fate Brewing. Um, They have this new beer that came out. It's called False Promises. I've never tried it there. It's a hazy IPA with apricot. Oh, grandfather clock. clock. There it goes. (laughs) Becna! Anyway... (laughs) Oh jeez, it's a hazy IPA. Let me get back to this. Uh, I love hazy IPAs. Clean, it's crisp. Mm -hmm. It's got like this apricot in it. Um, that's really sweet. Uh, So it's got like a nice little um sweetness at the end here. So, Mm -hmm. cheers to uh to you all, to our listeners, and to uh, Freight Brewery. It's good. Cheers. Solid. Cheers. I feel like I. Oh, good. I feel like I don't even need booze for like this podcast to get out of hand like yeah. totally sober <laughs> I mean, yeah, off yeah, the yeah, wall sure. doesn't even matter i do need to get more creative with like mineral mocktails or just like mocktail sure, recipes yeah, yeah, and yeah. start sharing them so this is my commitment to the pod I mean, that i will uh, get better okay, at that. listen to me now i will say <laughs> listening all eyes if we and have ears like a studio and we were all together i do think like it would be so much easier to just like have a cocktail that we make or whatever and it could be a whole thing. But I feel like because we're not together, <laughs> it's harder for me to be like, yeah, let's let's do it. 
I all I'm hearing is excuses <laughs> because we're together in my mind. I see oh both God. of you. I only hear both of you. Like I can't even like look at my phone and try and distract myself. You know, it's just like it's just here. But don't you think so, it would be cool if we had a studio and we we're all together? Yeah, I mean, I of think course. this sounds like goals. it would also be cool yeah. if I had ten million dollars in my bank account. Like, Listen, Ro. a lot of things would be cool. <laughs> What's the Brooks point of this PhD? Brooks, yeah, literally what. <laughs> It's because I hated myself. Um, was was the point I hated of it, so. myself. I didn't I ever want to make money. People definitely don't get PhDs to make money, but I'd like <laughs> to change that. Uh, <laughs> that's that's my uh, that's my goal. Um, yeah, Watch well, hopefully become a money coach. Uh, I, w- I would never become a, a money coach, but I would scam people out of money. I'd just create a Ponzi scheme for sure. Uh, oh anyway, definitely my lawyer said not to say that. So we do have a question of the week before we start this episode. Um, and this one was brought to us by Nicole. Somebody had uh, messaged her. She said, I saw on Instagram a doctor talking about how certain foods cause inflammation. And the only real advice uh, that he gave would be to avoid these foods. Is this true? What are your thoughts on that? So I definitely want to open that floor up to the two dietitians in the uh, in the group. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I'll say what I said to this person who messaged me is that, one, I think that the inflammation topic in general is very buzzing right now, right? For sure. And for me, yes, our food does impact that. And we know that. And that's why we do want to prioritize variety and a a good amount of different nutrients and vitamins and minerals and things that are really going to support our body. And we have to be willing to like open this conversation up to like how inflammation is very complex. And there's multiple things that are also impacting the body when we are experiencing inflammation and how we support slash heal what's going on. And so as we've always talked about in the past too, we also have to like talk about how, Because he was mentioning specifically like school lunches and like what kids are eating and things that aren't really in the control of that individual. Um, Whether, you know, that's a kid going to school and like whether they need to lean on that option of free lunch or reduced lunch or whatever it is. Like that, what are they supposed to do? Just not eat? Yeah. And so I think there's just like this whole conversation that has to be had of... It's not just this one thing and we can't approach it one way for every single person. For sure. Yeah. I think we are doing a huge disservice if we're just zooming in on like, okay, I'm not going to eat dairy because it's supposedly Mm -hmm. inflammatory because we're not thinking about our movement, our stress, our sleep, our environmental exposures. Like the list goes on and on of what's impacting this big picture. However, with that being said, maybe an unpopular opinion, I think most Americans eat like trash. And I think that our system is very broken. I think in the way that we think health foods are labeled natural, organic, non-GMO, and because they have these type of labels, that means health and that does not. And so I think like Nicole mentioned, there's, it's just so much bigger than that. And it's so much more individualized and we are so broken at this core root of our system and the way that people have access to food. And, you know, it's like, it's a luxury in, Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of people to have access to certain foods. It's why I'm a huge, huge proponent that people start container gardens and just start getting comfortable with doing these things because it's wild how with a five gallon bucket, you can have fresh peppers every day. You know, I think that we just need to, I don't know, 
blow up the whole system and start over. Um, yeah, Rose Lawyer, this Whoa. was a metaphor. So just <laughs> yeah. FYI, asterisks in there. Um, but we need it's to straight start anarchist, over. yeah. We do. We just need to start over. But I think that like we also need to recognize what this is a balance and what we have control over and remember that like, okay, me cutting out dairy doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to reduce my inflammatory load with food because what are you replacing that dairy with? What does the rest of your eating habits Mm -hmm. look like? And by the way, I'm not saying dairy is inflammatory for everyone. Um, I know that there's a lot of differing opinions on that, but I think that it's much more individualized based on my experience and everything that I've read. Um, but I think that we just need to zoom out and look at the big picture of like overall, what are we eating and what's supporting us and what's not instead of just hyper focusing on one food. But that's the bullshit that gets likes on Instagram, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, of Without course, this dude posts this. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we ha- also have to be careful and just like look at things through a lens because like they're just honing in on this one thing to make it sound like exciting and like, oh, that's it. That's the thing. This is the secret. And it's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's so funny to me how we're all we're going to hone in on these very specific things. But, oh, like, let's not talk about how healthcare isn't even accessible to all of us. Like, how sure. yeah, I just yeah. don't understand. <clears throat> yeah. And even before we get into all that, it's like, you know, I, I it's it's very difficult to say. I mean, I, I, you know, we don't have like any sort of like long term data, but some people eat like trash cans right but they're like very healthy they still go out and like they exercise they live active lives like who's to say that that person is more or less inflamed than someone who maybe eats the quote-unquote right foods but then sits all day doesn't sleep well doesn't do everything so it's like you know like you, you gotta focus on the things that you can focus on and, and work hard at those and then see what small changes you can make instead of just being like, yeah, I, I don't eat dairy or I don't eat whatever or gluten, even though like I don't have any sort of gluten intolerance. Uh, and that makes me healthier. Like, does it? I don't know, because there's a lot of other things that encompass health than just how what your diet is. So um, yeah, yeah, stop it, focusing on on the small things. It's not a sexy answer, but it's like if you uh-huh. really care about your inflammatory load, you need to just go back to the basics and start understanding these things so that you can have better balance throughout your life. It's not going to be like specific foods necessarily mm-hmm. until you're much further along on your journey, right? Like this is always a fine tuning, even myself as a dietitian, I'm always fine tuning about like, well, what's this next layer like that I can mm-hmm. cultivate to have better health? Mm-hmm. So you know, I wouldn't like zoom in yet. I would go back and yeah. start with the basics. Yeah. And like, for sure. I've, I always say it is just like, you have to have the habit before you can improve the habit. So mm-hmm. I love that you said that. And another thing that I told this person too, is stress is one of like the biggest things mm-hmm. that causes inflammation. And so when you're saying stuff like this, what is that increasing stress? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just parents who what are just trying to do their best and like people who are just trying to do their best. This isn't helpful, but that's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> we could literally have a whole yeah, podcast yeah, a whole about podcast this. episode. Yeah, that's, that's our next one or something. Uh, well, definitely, I think that that leads really well into like our topic today um, because we're talking about metabolism, right? Specifically, we're talking about like what it is, uh, what helps it, what hurts it. And what are the main things you can start focusing on today to support healthy metabolism? Uh, Metabolism is also one of those buzzwords, right? Like, oh, do this to kickstart your metabolism and the best metabolism burning fat, blah, blah, blah. Like, (laughs) you can just throw it in whatever. And people are like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> the influencer well, you know, that's, accent. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> and like, I always think of like magazines. Like that's what I think of. Like 40 pounds in 10 days. <laughs> All right. Uh, but a lot of people don't understand like what metabolism is. Uh, and I know that like I come from a very heavy science background when it comes to metabolism. Definitely not going to be that, which is why <laughs> Brooke gave me the mic. She's like, how do we make sure you don't talk about science? <laughs> you can lead this thing. Uh, but, you know, you, you two as dietitians for sure, like have a, a better understanding of how to make it more practical instead of just being like, oh, let's look at all these chemical processes. So um this is this is on you, Brooke, for sure. Like for starters, what do you mean when you say metabolism? What is it? Like how can you explain it to me so that it makes any sort of fucking sense? Yeah, see, I'm gonna Barney it down the topic of <laughs> metabolism. So we have like actual bite-sized chunks here. So um yeah, I won't give anyone PTSD from biochem. <laughs> but I think um I like what you said about metabolism and I want to highlight this piece first is I actually would avoid using the word metabolism when I would talk mm -hmm. on Instagram because it's such a buzzword and everyone associates it with weight loss. And yeah. so I want to just stop sign insert here metabolism is way 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 more than just weight loss so don't think of it that way. If we're talking like a good old I googled it metabolism truly is the chemical processes that occur within a living organism in order to maintain life. Mm -hmm. We are talking every single cellular process that is going on in your cells 24/7 that sustain your existence. I am being dramatic on purpose. Like that, that is what <laughs> we true. are we are it's doing, true. you know? And I think that that's why we need to zoom out and have this bigger context, forget the freaking weight loss and just understand why it's so important to support our body to live optimally, right? So your metabolism does everything from ATP and energy production, hormones, digestive processes. It's responsible for your skin health, your hair growth, fertility, sex drive, your mood, you name it, any system in the body and it's impacted by your metabolism. So mm -hmm. To give a little context of, of what I mean, I think that's important. Like metabolism doesn't equal weight loss. It's actually every cellular process that's happening in the body. Yeah. And it's funny, like weight loss always affects, I mean, not always, more, more than likely negatively impact metabolism because, oh, you need all this energy to do things. Oh, you're restricting the energy. Guess what? You can't do those things. Also, I think my voice just cracked, so I'm 13 again. Um, you know, it's just I think it's just crazy that when people don't understand exactly what it is, they're thinking like, oh, how do I increase my metabolism? Uh, you eat. You do more things. It's pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. And then how do you decrease it? Well, why would you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, and so, you, you know, we think about how people don't understand that basic. People definitely aren't going to understand when they feel bad like where their metabolism is like sending out sos signals like hey i'm giving you signals here that i need to eat more i need to do more i just need to be better what are some of those like signs that your metabolism is not happy and then your body right is not happy yeah i was thinking about this today um preparing for this podcast that a lot of these signs are sometimes glorified in our culture or we make jokes oh, yeah. about them and we accept them as normal and they're not um, specifically like not being hungry, like not having hunger, especially in the morning. Like we need that. That is a cue. Our metabolism is working. If we don't have that, that's not something to brag about as you're doing this really elaborate intermittent fasting restriction. Like, you know, that's something that we kind of 
glorify or things that we normalize like PMS, mood swings, and anxiety are very accepted in our culture, but those are signs, SOS, red flags being waved. Same with digestive issues. We see things like constipation and irregular bowel movements. That's a sign things are sluggish. That's our biggest like final part of our detox pathway, right? Like our cells start this detox process. There's always these byproducts from all these amazing things that our body does. And then it needs to come make its way out. And the final step is through our bowel movements. So if we don't have that going regularly and we've got the slow metabolism, like just think of that, that impact, right? Just from like a practical standpoint, like obviously we're going to, we're going to have some issues there. Biggest one I would see uh, is like low energy, having Mm -hmm. afternoon crashes and low sex drive, restless sleep. Obviously everything I've named here that can be an SOS, there can be other reasons these happen. But generally speaking, you know, if this is something you're like, oh, uh oh, check, 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 you know, definitely pay attention to the rest of this episode and make sure that you are supporting your body as best as possible if these are some red flags you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and you like going back to the to the question that was asked, um, like dairy, right? Like, oh, think about low energy, low sex drive, all these things you just talked about. And people are like, it must be because I'm having dairy. Like, what are you talking about? It could be so many things. Like, why would we just go straight to, oh, it's because you have milk or, oh, it's because you're eating gluten. Like, it might be, but there's also, like, a whole life you live. And it's not just because you had cheese, like, once a week, you know, for three weeks or something. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that those are great signs. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that are like, oh, man, I am always feeling this way. You know, sometimes I in my hear in my head I hear like these clocks going off. Like maybe <laughs> that is the uh, maybe that's the metabolism slowly crashing. Um, or but they are signs. Die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe <laughs> I'm getting to sent, <laughs> sent to the uh, what is it? The upside down? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so these signs they're they're occurring, right? But like, how or why do these signs occur in people? Like, what are some of the things that you see? most when you work with clients or just like talk to people? Yeah. The most common I see with clients is a history of restricting food intake, whether that's just overall they're not eating enough or it's like they're restricting a whole food group like carbohydrates. Um, I know that carnivore and different things are trendy and I believe that like we should have meat consumption and red meat should be a part of that. However, I just don't think cutting out whole food groups like vegetables <laughs> <Right>. and carbs <laughs> like are, are things that we should be doing. And um, that would be like a really common one I see as well as like a history of yo-yo dieting. And really that term is like, oh, for 30 days, I'm going to do this really strict thing or like P90X, whatever, or like follow hard 75. I don't know. There's all these weird trendy ones. Yeah, I hate hard 75. Um, and then you just go back to like doing whatever you did before that. And, and this like big up and down. And we know it's well documented in research. You're actually just making it harder for yourself to lose weight long term. You're making it harder for yourself to keep it off. And it's not productive. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably the two biggest ones. I will say stress is always an underlying piece as well. And like a lot of chronic stress varying there. Lack of micronutrients, especially minerals. We tend to see a lot of people that are overfed, undernourished kind of thing. Unfortunately, um, just not eating as much nutrient-dense food. And we'll talk a little bit more about kind of some easy things you can start adding in. Um, And then also like disease states. You know, I don't want to also discount these. There are some other underlying factors that play a role, especially autoimmunity. I know for me that has been a really 
a hard uphill battle for me to figure out how autoimmune was playing a role and hormone imbalance and metabolism. Lack of sleep, I would say, is another big one, as well as gut health imbalances. All of these are just basically putting too much stress on the body and not enough resources, and it just pulls away from anything productive, in my opinion. Yeah. I love that you, you like, said those two things that were separate, is that it's putting a lot of stress, and then it's also, like, not fueling it enough. Because then you get hit with the double whammy. You're just getting, like, hit from both sides, and and then what? People think, oh, well, maybe I just have, I'll have more caffeine. All right. Still undernourished, still high stress, things get worse. Okay. Well, maybe I just like need to, uh, I'm not exercising enough. Okay. Now you're over exercising, you know, and there's a lot of ways that you can think you're doing the right thing. And it's just not because you've missed like steps one through five. And then you're just like, oh, well, I think in another sense, six might work. So. It's, it's great when you work with someone who understands and, or even when you just understand like, oh, I haven't been sleeping, eating, doing this. I've been drinking a lot of caffeine. Like that's why I feel pretty terrible this week compared to another week or something. And then on the opposite end, like there are times where you feel really, really good, really nourished, right? What does that look like? Because we talked about our red flags, our SOSs, but what are our green flags? What are things that we should be like shooting for so that we know that maybe our metabolism is firing on all cylinders? Yeah. And I also want to plug all these points you made that you're going to see these when you're consistent. Like that's also, mm-hmm. we have a tendency of like, oh, I feel really good. I'm dialed in. And then we, we fall back. And I think having really good consistency is how you're going to start to see these green flags. Um, and truly. And don't be the kid with like the meme. I think of the kid where he's like skipping five steps and he's got his yeah. leg all the way up. Like, yeah. Don't be that kid. Like because it's worth the long term, just like health, vitality, longevity. Like that's really what we want. So don't skip those steps. Don't be that meme kid. Um. So if you're consistent and you really work on these foundations, you're going to have steady energy, healthy sex drive to boot. One to three bowel movements a day that are healthy, that like clockwork. You can expect to see PMS symptoms get better, hanger, anger around food. Like that's a big thing. I can't tell you how many clients mm-hmm. I've had who are like, I'm like way nicer now that I eat more and eat carbs. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy, that's right? a real thing. That's a real thing for a variety of reasons. It will boost your mood too, right? Like if you're feeling better, like of course, mentally and emotionally things will get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And a big one is regular hunger cues and being hungry when you wake up. That's a good sign. Some people I feel like complain about that. Like, oh, I'm so hungry when I wake up. I'm like, that's a good thing. That's a good thing that, you know, we want to see there and that you're hungry at mealtimes and have that consistency. Yeah. And I think it's really important to highlight that, like, I I think I've done very well and my PMS symptoms have, like, never been bad. So, you know, like, I'm I'm sure Casey disagrees with you. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you're consistently in a shitty mood. And I'm like, yeah, that's for a different reason. Um, You know, one of the things that we were in uh, Tucson this past weekend and we were talking about like uh, in college, like you get to college. And I think that from from my, like, I guess from what I've seen, my friend, my own journey, like two things happen to, to guys and girls differently. Um, it's like, oh, wow. I just, sorry, that, that, uh, beer is hitting me. Anyway, we were talking about how, (laughs) like when you get to college, right. And if you don't really like, maybe you didn't have food around all the time, but you get to college and you have like 
this uh, mess hall that has like so much food with it. Or you move into a frat house or a sorority house and you're like, wow, we have a cook, blah, blah, blah. Like so much weight gain tends to happen because you're like, yeah, there's so much food around. Like, why wouldn't I? And there's like two ways that that can be or like two things that tend to happen. It's like one, you gain weight, right? Because you're just like sitting, you're eating, you're doing whatever. It's a time to explore and maybe you're drinking beer and going out heavenly nights fine. Um, but gain weight is subjective, right? Because some people definitely put on more fat. But what I see in especially young men, because they like finally start hitting the gym or whatever, they just like hit a massive growth spurt because it's, there's just so much food around that they're like, oh, well, I know. And I say no, like I hear that I should have 300 grams of protein, right? And two bags of chicken. Uh that's available to me. So I'm going to just eat and eat and eat. And, you know, these these young adults are finally maybe experiencing all of these things for the first time, but not really paying attention because they're also drinking. They're also like sleeping not that well. But uh, I kind of got off on a tangent about how like it's just very odd or like interesting how that happens to like once you hit 18, you're away. There's all this food around. You're like, wow, my whole life can change in a negative or a positive way. Um, but yeah, I just thought that that was like, I don't know how we got to talking about that when we were eating tacos. But Well, yeah. it's such a weird concept. Like you go to school and you live in a place where you usually don't have a kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, you then you're relying on, well, there's a line for to get a steak or a burger or there's a yeah. line to get like balanced a balanced meal like it's almost like a kid in a candy shop where you're just free from what your parents expect or what you're used to and people go wild and then they like you mentioned they don't know how to balance these other pieces of health yet you don't know how to balance your stress your sleep your drinking intake all these things it's just this big time of exploration so that's that's a really good point No, shout out, shout out being young and being like, oh, this is awesome. (laughs) Or you could just go work 30 hours a week and never have time for any of it. I mean, I did all those things, you know? (laughs) I didn't do anything in undergrad but work and go to bed. Uh, It's a loser. I had, I I think I had like three jobs the entire time and was still just like, you know, I just never slept. Well, you know me. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't want to socialize. Yeah. I want to go to bed. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've been I've always been like this, 16. okay, people? <laughs> this is me forever. Coco's yeah, authentic this, self. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you know, we kind of talked about like the, the bad signs, the good signs. Like, how do we get those good signs? You know, like, what is the thing that I need to do to make sure that I am supporting my metabolism? The number one thing I would say is eating enough. You know, I think, yeah, (laughs) it's wild. I know. Did you guys ever use MyFitnessPal? Like where you type things in? Hello, this is where my disorder come from. The barcode scanner, yeah. Well, if you put in your, if you put your stuff in like, it really will tell you like 1,200, 1,400 calories. It's like, excuse me, that's like the amount of calories a toddler should be eating. You're just like... Mm. You know, my goal personally, how I like to think of food and nutrition is like, how much can I possibly eat so that Mm -hmm. I have all of this room to support my body with all this good, delicious food and have fun with it and still meet my goals, you know, be healthy and do the things I want to do and like where I feel comfortable. So I think that 
breaking this this habit of like we've thought we need to have like these ridiculously restrictive numbers and that's just not the case yeah most women are eating way 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 too little and they've been Mm -hmm. doing it for a really long time so that's something i think we need to highlight is like if your body has been eating a thousand calories a day you're gonna have to do this you know very methodical r and r to rebuild back up to what you should be eating and it's normal sometimes for that to mean that you gain a little bit of weight and i do think that that's something i wish more people understood is if you're not eating enough and it's been happening for a long time you need to understand and embrace the long term process and this mm-hmm. needs to be a gradual thing to increase calories and carbohydrates to start eating enough to support your metabolism while you're hopefully doing other things like movement and building muscle and all these other beautiful things that we'll talk about later that you can do to support your metabolism and it'll all rebalance i know it sounds ridiculous but like i've literally lived this shit it's okay to stop eating 1200 calories and start working your way up i have no idea how much i eat because i do not track my intake anymore it's not productive i don't need to and that's not what i teach my clients to do um but i eat well over 2000 calories a day. I've never looked this good. I've never felt this good. And I just think that, um, hopefully that can give someone a little pep talk that it's like, okay to let go of that control and to increase. Obviously our needs are going to vary depending on who we are. What do we do for our life? Do we sit all day for our job? Are Mm -hmm. we super stressed? Like what else is going on in our life? Do we have a disease state we need to be paying attention to? But I mean, I truly believe as cliche and easy as it sounds like three meals and one to two snacks per day. You know, like I really recommend like it sounds boring. Probably you're like, what's the magic formula? And I'm like literally everything you would think. Um, (laughs) And, you know, and then you get to a place where eating enough becomes like a pretty intuitive thing and you can follow your body's hunger cues. But I also want to mention that if you've been chronically restricting, you might not be able to trust those hunger cues and you need to rebuild that trust with your body and you need to rebuild that consistency. And that might mean that things look a bit more structured as you increase your intake until you can just be like, Oh, I'm going to trust my hunger cues. Like they're on the money. I know I'm eating something every three to four hours and like, I'm good. So, um, just something I also want to highlight is like that green flag I mentioned is like the hunger cues come back. That's usually, I would say bowel movements normalizing and hunger cues coming back are like the first two things that clients start to get really excited about. And they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like these are yeah. really big wins that the body is starting to move and groove and we're seeing a happy metabolism in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love I love watching uh, both your stories and like clients like texting you guys or messaging you guys and being like, for the first time ever, I went on a date with my husband and like, I think this was recently on yours, Nicole, where it was like, and I had the wine and like, I didn't think about it as it, it being like bad for my health or like extra calories or whatnot. And Brooke, so many of like your clients too have just like hit you up and, and that's like super exciting. And, you know, I get some of that too, but my focus is not that. My focus is more like, hey, today I, or this week I decided not to just work out for seven days a week. I'm like, yeah, good. Because that's part of that over-exercising, right? You're stressing your metabolism, whatever. But I just, it's so like empowering to to hear that from from you two, like as, as practitioners, but also like on my end being like, those are my friends helping people. That's awesome. But more importantly, like we're helping people understand that like, it is not this easy fix that if you do the work someday, hopefully soon, you'll be able to be like, oh, yeah, I can just eat whatever I want and I feel good about it. I don't feel any guilt about it. I understand this is just for today and tomorrow's a new day, like whatever. So 
I just want to shout out both of you for doing like really great work because I do love seeing those those stories and being like, like yeah, I don't know that person because you guys always cross out their name, rightfully so, but good on them. You know what I mean? Like it's just uh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, and it sounds weird. Stuff. Like people think as dietitians, like oh, you're going to give me a meal plan. You're going to tell me how many grams of protein to eat. And I'm like, I am literally not going to tell you what to eat <laughs> yeah. in that regard. I am not going to give you calories. I am not going to write you a meal plan. But if you commit to four months of working with me, I can totally change your fucking life if you if you like lean in and let it happen. Mm-hmm. And I know Nicole and I have really similar beliefs in the way we work with people, but we embody what we do. And it truly like brings me to tears to see people continue to be successful. Like it's easy, I think, not easy, but like when a client is with us and they have that support system for them to be like, yeah, we're crushing it, we're winning. But there's something so rewarding when someone reaches out after they've graduated our program and they're like, I'm still crushing it and feeling awesome and I just wanted to check in. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is why I love what we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane to like hear from someone like a year later And like I had one client when she came to me, like binging was a part of her life. It was like how she coped and it was one of her main coping mechanisms. And she was like, I didn't even realize it, but like it's been a whole year since I've binged or like even like thought about doing that. And I'm like, that's so crazy. And like, think about how that impacts your life in so many other ways too, of just how confident that has to make you feel and how like at peace that has to make you feel that, that means you are handling stress in other healthy ways and you're also like fueling your body all throughout the day so you don't get to this point at the end of the day where you just like feel ravenous. So it's a really, really cool like just like 360 experience. Yeah, well, maybe 180. 360 is a full circle. So you know, Well, that's just... what, like, right? Like it's a 360, <laughs> like it's like their whole life. Oh, okay. I got you. You're like, you're like they just do the same thing after working. And I'm like, no, no, wait. I got you. I misunderstood that. <laughs> well, it's like, excuse me, you're back yeah, at no, step one. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Work with me and I promise I'll get you back to step one. Yeah, no, it, I'm uh, talking about like 360, like your whole no, yeah, life sure. is 360 incorporated. 360 view, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's this damn alcohol, you know, it's too uh, for that. But, um, so now I kind of want to ask because I know that when we think about metabolism and eating and stuff, a lot of people tend to think about like meal timing, meal balance, like when it's necessary. But how does how does that affect the body? Right. How important is it really when we think about metabolism in a sense that we're talking about? Yeah, well, I'm going to start with another really dramatic statement. But for the love of all that is holy, do not do intermittent fasting. I, you know, it's August 2022 and I might change my mind, but I have yet to see any research that would make me sway that opinion when my goal is to make people feel as healthy and supported as possible and to have optimal performance. So I do not subscribe to that model of thought and I rather align our eating patterns with our circadian rhythm to support that bigger picture there and really focusing on building balanced plates to support balanced blood sugar because of the impact that it has on our hormones and our energy production that is just like the winning secret sauce you know we're not going to have these dips in energy we're not going to have the hanger we're not going to have a lot of the other negative that comes down the line if we're really restricting what we're eating and the times we're eating. Um, and I know that there's certain research in rats and cells and I'm just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Uh, my goal yeah. is supporting 
a human from like a holistic, yeah, you know, practical <laughs> standpoint. Um, so that's kind of my little spill there. And so really, how do we support balanced blood sugar? Well, that's with like regular meal timing. So like eating often, quote unquote, depending on what your definition of often is, and then eating the right balance. So no food group left behind. Carbs are your delicious friends. Um, If you are not used to eating them, I will say like definitely work your way up because it'll take time, you know, for your body to better utilize those carbohydrates and restore that metabolism um, over time. So just start slow if you're coming from a low carb diet and reincorporate that. But when I say balance, I'm thinking of four things. And I always have my clients do a checklist. Like there always is three things on your plate. Protein source, whether that's plants or animals is your personal opinion. Although I do support eating animals. I just think that it's a great move from a nutrition perspective, personal opinion. Starchy carbohydrates, can come from a lot of different places, starchy vegetables, grains, got a lot of good variety. And there should always be color and antioxidant, fruits, vegetables, micronutrients, fiber, like that's what we're getting. Then there, yes, should always be fat incorporated, but it like might not make the checklist because maybe you have this like amazing marbled steak or maybe you've tossed olive oil, you know, on your veggies. So that might not make the checklist, but fat should always be there as well. So that's what I would consider to be a metabolically supportive plate and running down this checklist of are these things there? Am I missing something? It's just as harmful to pull out all the fat as the carbohydrates. I think the low carb is kind of trendy and that's why I just literally love to come after the low carb zealots. (laughs) But, you know, low fat was really popular back in the 90s. They pulled fat out of everything and that's just as harmful. And I think we've talked about it when we talked about testosterone, but like fat (laughs) is the precursor of these hormones. Like this is the building block that we need. Um, So you need the fat sources, right? And there's always going to be like, well what's a better source, a good source and a better source. Right. Um, but that's generally what I mean when I I'm talking about blood sugar balance. And as far as eating often, like I generally recommend that people eat every three to four hours, you know, it doesn't need to be big meals, but it could be a balanced snack. Um, and I just think that that's what works the best for me personally in practice. And then based on what I know, and one of the big pieces I see with people is like, they're under a shit ton of stress And I want to support their stress and metabolism and their cortisol as much as possible. I don't want to put them under any more stress of withholding food. So that's Mm. kind of my theory and how I approach it. And I do recommend that we eat within 30 to 60 minutes of waking to help with that cortisol rise that we do want in the morning and to help set us up for energy throughout the day. So those are kind of my overall thoughts. I'd be curious to know if you guys have any differing opinions. I don't know if I have differing opinions. I would add on that like, and this is through my lens as a as an exercise physiologist and sports scientist, right? Like the more muscle you have, the easier it is to regulate all these things. Like we want to talk about blood sugar. Okay, more muscle is going to pull in the excess blood sugar to use it. Same with fats. You're going to have more um, intermuscular triglycerides being stored in the muscle, obviously, as opposed to like viscerally. And then anytime you do things, you're going to have more muscle doing those things. So you're going to use up more energy and like in a good way, not just like, you know, because you're not eating or anything. But it's like all of those things that you already said, plus being active and straight up having more muscle will always, I don't want to say always, right? Because there's like some 350 pound meathead with four pound percent, four percent body fat. Like that is not healthy, right? Uh 
but generally speaking the more muscle you have like the better all of these things are going to get especially done in a methodical and like natural way for sure yeah you beat me to my my punch on the next question but like oh shit i think one of the (laughs) best things no i truly think one of the best things someone can do is support muscle growth and development and like you don't have to become a she-hulk like and i used i get it like i used to be one of those women i'm not gonna lie who was like I don't want to be big and bulky. I was a swimmer. I had really broad back and shoulders and I started to get self-conscious, right? It's like, I get it. Um, but it's actually really hard to become a she-hulk and to build massive amounts of mass. Mm-hmm. So I do, like, I am very, very pro strength training and it's one of the best things you can do to support your metabolism, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you do want to be a she-hulk, you have to eat a shit ton of food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, think I want to so, be a she-hulk, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> like, I think it's so funny how people will be like, oh, look how awesome that person looks. Look how, like, her muscles or whatever. And it's just like, you probably have no idea how much that woman is eating. Like, yes. it takes a lot of effort. Uh, yep. That's why when we think about metabolism too, like, you know how much energy it takes to, like, keep you alive, right, in mm-hmm. general, which is generally more than people are eating, especially when we think about, like, the people that are eating 1,200 calories. Like, bro, you, like, at a minimum <laughs> need, like, 14 to 20, depending on how big you are and all these things. But also, you want to train hard, three to five times a week so that you can get more muscle so you can get stronger. What do you think you have to do? You have to fucking eat. You have to eat a lot. You have to eat a lot of good stuff. You need to do that in a smart way. Like these people that are jacked did not get there with 1200 calorie diets. Like Mm -hmm. they ate, they ate a lot. They made sure they did not miss a meal and they did it over years and years. Like that's, I mean, I always talk about like how COVID was a quote unquote good thing for me because I finally got to sleep like my whole life slowed down in a lot of good ways, but I was able to eat and I was able to train the way I wanted to. And so I put on 30 pounds and I was like, fuck yes. Like this is where I want to (laughs) be. This took way too long because like I finally was not sleeping three hours a day. Mm. I wasn't just like eating here and there. And like being a stay at home boyfriend too, right? I'm like, we hit the gym. It's we a big all right, That's right Fuck now. Yeah. That was no, not I mean, during COVID. No, no, I'm saying right now though, like <laughs> okay. I, I'm like, I'm back on that where it's like, why well, I just feel so much. Casey, he's never better. getting a job. I just need you to No, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Watch out, Casey. But, if yeah, he's like extra good at folding the clothes, like be careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this one was like, I finally this got huge. Do you think <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna ruin it by going and getting <laughs> yeah. a job? but like so so we joke but also like that's right you know my my stress is definitely way down i'm focusing on my dissertation but like the main thing is that like if i'm hungry i'm home i eat oh and then i move so much like i have like free movement i go in and work out but like i'm already like getting much stronger at a quicker rate because i'm just eating more and like that's what people have to understand that when we talk about metabolism and it's every process that includes muscle growth. That includes the neurons being created when you strength train. Like you can't build a house with mm. like a big house with less logs. You know, you need as many logs as you can use to break it down for wood to make a big house. And I think people really, really miss that. And they do, they do not understand it at all. Yeah. That's why I was like, are we the only thing that we just like get confused about when it comes to like growth and 
all like being healthy people because I'm just like you wouldn't build a garden and never water it and expect yeah, it to yeah. grow like yeah. you said like you wouldn't build a house no and soil in it not yeah. have a foundation like you wouldn't do all these other things that like require watering and nurturing or whatever and just like expect it to happen if you didn't do it so I'm like why do we think that way about ourselves that's so yeah. true <laughs> Yeah, so I know we talked about muscle, kind of beat you to the punch, but, like, are there other things that, like, that aren't so obvious, but, like, that can help support metabolism? Yeah, I would think that the two big ones I love to shine a light on are mineral intake and micronutrients in general, and then really becoming a motherfucking Zen master. Like, that's got to be a part of, like, how you support yourself Mm -hmm. with health. And I think, essentially macronutrients get this like focus but truly micronutrients are the secret sauce in my opinion which is why i love making sure color and antioxidant and fruits and veggies are like always a part of every meal but really like i think of micronutrients as they are the key that's going to unlock the door for all these different cellular processes that's how i like to think of it it's exciting exciting visual for me right like this beautiful <laughs> old skeleton key um, that's going to help to support energy production hormone production growth that we were talking about if you want to build muscle and get big mood healthy sex drive like we we got to have all got to have micros or these pathways and these processes don't happen there are those factors there so <clears throat> excuse me um <laughs> i think focusing on nutrient density and just adding that color and antioxidant is a great place to start i will say minerals in my opinion are like the heavy hitters that a lot of people don't get enough of and i will warn that it's really hard sometimes if you're in a really stressful state that you're going to be able to hit it and so this is something i actually supplement um and keep in mind like different parts of our body i'll use the adrenals for example burns through sodium vitamin c and other micronutrients if you're really stressed and you've got some adrenal imbalance and unfortunately some other things are happening you might need additional support and so that's why as much as Ro likes to joke with us those mineral mocktails that we make are a big part of our routines like that's yeah. why it's just a support with extra micronutrients and then another simple swap you can do that I did is I started using Redmond's real salt So it's not stripped of all the trace minerals. When they process salt, they basically strip out all the minerals. They add back iodine because iodine deficiency is common in the population with the things we eat. So they added it back. So you have like iodized salt. So there's not as much iodine naturally occurring in Redmond's real salt, but hopefully you're eating really good variety in your diet. Um, I So you don't just have to rely on like salt is my only source of iodine. So big fan of Redmond's real salt. And I use that on just about everything. Um, You really don't need to be afraid of sodium unless you have issues with high blood pressure or something like that. Or you take something like lithium. That would be a contraindication. But we need it if we're sweating, if we're active, if we're stressed. So those are kind of my two um, big big ones there. If you're listening to this and you want a copy, I actually made a little mineral mocktail guide. You can hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM, and I'll send you the mineral mocktail guide because some of these are, like, really fun. And I think it's just, like, a more exciting way to, like, get healthy and get your micros in. Send it to Ro. Yeah, I I should. should. Just add a little tequila in it for sure. I'm down. It's like, I got this. Net positive. Really, really. (laughs) Yeah. Not as negative for sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm always down. I think, you know, when I had – the other day when I had the – the last podcast, I had that 
the mule mocktail, right? It's just that, mm-hmm. well, I didn't think of it as a mocktail. I just didn't have any fucking, uh, what Booze. is it? Yeah, vodka in it. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like sometimes it is more fun than just drinking water or just drinking like, you know, something that maybe you drink all the time, but it, like, oh, this has ginger in it. It's a new taste. Mm-hmm. Oh, this has, you know, whatever else in it. It's a new taste. Like, yeah, try that stuff, see what works. And maybe it's just something easy to listen to or drink uh as you listen to the cuckoo clocks going off so uh i love it it's always hard to sleep my my first night here i struggled sleeping yeah but then you get used to it i think i wonder how smooch is gonna do this is her first time being here with me she might be a little cuckoo for cocoa puffs tonight we'll find out nice wow tbt to cocoa puffs huh i don't eat cereal though because it's bad it causes a lot of inflammation so Um, i grew up on pop tarts and i know right (laughs) i think though we would be doing um a disservice if we didn't talk about the stress piece a little bit more so like i do want to just highlight this i this was the hardest piece of the puzzle for me and my personality. Hello, any other type A Enneagram <laughs> ones out there? Uh, but What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> if you're chronically stressed, this is honestly one of the worst things you can do for your health. And I have myself as a perfect case study. <clears throat> I eat really well. I pride myself. That's part of my ritual self-care that I love. I move my body. I do all the things. However, I recently ran a GI map uh, gut stool testing on myself and I kind of knew it wasn't going to look great because I was starting to have some symptoms and I know that it was from stress and sleep. If you're mm-hmm. not sleeping, it affects the gut microbiome negatively. If you're super stressed, also impacts the gut microbiome negatively and it was not good. Um, and I think that that just goes to show like even if you think like I'm eating all the things and I've got my beautiful micronutrients supplemented and mineral mocktails like you really also need to make sure you're taking care of yourself from a stress yeah. perspective. And I know that, you know, it might feel like a little bit daunting, but if you're not carving out time in your day to take care of yourself, prioritize yourself and do something <laughs> fun you need to just like rethink your life, you know? And I think like one of the biggest health pieces is like, it's not always a checklist. It's literally like, Hey, here's a permission slip from your three favorite healthcare providers on this podcast. And you just need to go have more fun Mm -hmm. and do things for you and carve out time for just you. You were not put on this. Yeah. No, we we gave Nicole a lot of shit for like sleeping, but like (laughs) that's her thing. You know, she needs it to recharge. Absolutely. Go do that. Like, uh, one of the things that I, adopted a couple years back is i before we we before all like i have to take care of myself before i take care of my partner my family like people Mm -hmm. that i consider like we as a unit and then once i'm good and once those people are good then i can start to think about healing my community or doing something Mm -hmm. for the world but like you can't pour from an empty cup right like so you have to take care of yourself you just have to make the time and it may seem selfish at first, but the reality is that you are not your best self unless you are taking care of yourself. And that's a, that's a huge thing to, to learn. And yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those journeys. You gotta that's take. my like favorite quote ever is a rising tide lifts all boats because yeah. like, and that's what you are. Like, how are you, if you truly do want to impact so many other people in this world, whether they're like close to you or it's just like indirectly, you have to take care of yourself first. And as you rise, other people are going to rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rise against, baby. Break down the systems <laughs> of oppression. Uh, 
Yeah, so, all right, so I'm a listener. I just read all this, or I just listened to all this great information, like, and I'm going to start, right, F- focusing on healing my metabolism or working on my metabolism or however they, they think about it. What can someone expect on a healing journey if they've been struggling with supporting their metabolism uh, and will start to create these new habits that we've talked about today? Yeah, I think the biggest piece is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. For sure. And it's not going to be linear. Know that it's going to be this kind of like up and down that's always trending up. And that, that don't beat yourself up if you're like, oh, man, I feel like I don't feel quite as good as I did last week. Like, that's OK. Yeah. I also think that's why it's good to track some different markers. Like maybe you're, you're tracking hunger cues and stress and energy levels would be uh, some good ones you could track just so you know, like, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And it's OK if sometimes that slips back. That's just going to be a part of it. Keep committed to moving forward. That would be my big thing. And then like if you've truly been like yo-yo dieting and restricting for like two decades, like honestly, I've had clients like that. They're like, well, how long is it going to take before I'm 100%? The labs are great. I'm feeling (laughs) great. Like it's honestly going to take you about half the time that you've been abusing the shit out of your body, right? (laughs) Like cold come to Jesus talk moment. It will take a really long time till everything is is back to this like beautiful homeostasis. That is not to say that you're not going to feel 80% better, you know, like usually within a couple weeks of consistency, you're going to feel good. A couple months, mm-hmm. you're going to feel freaking great. But that like final little stretch is going to take a while because it took a really long time for these things to come into place. And I'll give you a good personal example. I feel freaking phenomenal, but I struggle with progesterone and certain other hormones that were depleted for a really long time due to the way I was living my life for a really long time. So that's something that like I'm still working on and that'll take a while. And I've been Mm -hmm. really committed for years, but I feel so good and everything else is super dialed in. So like, that's what I mean when I'm like, don't get ahead of yourself there. If you've been doing this for 20 years, like give yourself 10 years before all the labs look normal and everything feels great. Like don't put that pressure on yourself in my opinion. Um, and then I will say like just to paint a picture of what it looks like to have, you know, um, I drew actually like this little stick figure in a presentation recently. And I was like, this is your inspirational stick man. Like this is what your life could be like. You have stable mood, you have fire energy, you have regular hunger cues, you have optimal hormones and fertility. It's a big one. Regular bowel movements. Sex drive is 100. Healthy skin, healthy hair. You can easily maintain your body composition. I mean like easily maintaining, I'm not talking about like body fat. I'm talking about like your weight, your muscle, your bone, everything that comprises you, you're able to have this like regular baseline homeostasis. You're able to have help, happy thyroid, really good thyroid labs. That's another big one that's impacted by things that we do or don't do to help our metabolism. So it's a lot of really big big things but that's why this metabolism work is so important and we're not using it in like a buzz buzzfeed Mm -hmm. kind of way like this really is just like how do we support every single body process that is you (laughs) to make you feel really really good Mm -hmm. of course bang I love metabolism, man, and and it's you know if if you'd like to learn about the biochemical processes, I'm glad to talk oh to you about God. it. But this is definitely <laughs> like it's just more practical, you know, because I'll, like who gives a shit in the reality? Like, oh, if you have this one mineral here specifically, where it'll help. No, if you take the time and you know one one thing you were talking about, Brooke, is when you were like, it's going to take a long time. It took me a long time. 
This is Brooke, someone who is very, very, very good at her job, who has all the knowledge in the world. It still took a long time, you know? So, like, for someone who doesn't even know the basics of anything, of course it's going to take longer. And it's a hard sell, but obviously, like, people are like, oh, well, like, if it takes a year, like, yeah, but if you've been trying to fix things for 10 years and nothing has worked, like, what is a year, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have 30, 40, 50 more years to live. So zooming out helps helps a lot. And, um, you know, a, as a friend and as someone who is a practitioner in the space is like, I'm just really glad there are people like like you two that are like, hey, let's stop thinking about this as just straight weight loss. Like there's a whole life to be lived. And if we just like support you, then everything gets a lot better. Um, so I hope everyone becomes a healthy stick man or woman, <laughs> or whatever you identify as, you know, whatever. Uh, because this is really important work. And, you know, like we've talked about, you need to fix yourself before you can, like, fix other people. And it and it, and it, it helps. It, it helps a lot. So um, any final thoughts before we, uh, before we yeet on out of here? I just think that this conversation is amazing. And I am very thankful for you Brooke for for always bringing your knowledge yeah it's a lot of fun and I think like the three of us it it, you're right Ro it's like it's a hard sell to be like you should commit to your health in your future (laughs) but I think like (laughs) I think that I'm gonna truly like you know we just need to keep telling our stories until we're blue in the face because we are our best testimonials and then we've and sharing the transformation our clients see because it's real doesn't require a meal plan doesn't require a calorie counter like we're talking like truly supporting yourself from a holistic perspective that 360 view as coco calls it so i think that (laughs) the one i'm just really grateful like i'm just really grateful uh that this is what i get to fucking do and i have i have a really good time doing it and now i do it um with one-on-one and i do it in groups which is really fun so there's definitely a little something for everyone if you feel inspired after listening to this sick hell yeah <laughs> all right so i'll throw us out here our lead us out so we are currently accepting throw clients uh yeah <laughs> throw us out throw us out baby with the bathwater. uh i uh specialize in all things exercise and performance nicole is our non-diet dietitian helping you know your body better so you can feel better through nutrition and lifestyle support and then brooke is a master of metabolism there you go there's your new, uh, <laughs> your new handle Uh, But Brooke and the West Nutrition Company team specialize in supporting active bodies and solving digestive and hormonal symptoms. Uh, Follow us at at Health Unfiltered Pod on Instagram. Definitely keep sending us uh, questions of the week. I think that they're a really great way to connect with us and we're down to answer pretty much whatever, except for someone asked me, is a hot dog uh, a sandwich or not? And I'm like, well, we'll save the one for later. Um, <laughs> rate us, share us, leave a review wherever you get your podcast, whether they're good or nice, uh, or wait, good or bad, send the bad ones to me. I love to read them. Um, and then, yeah, thank you all so much for, for continuing to listen, continue to support, and give us any topics that you think might uh might be interesting to talk about or or who you might like to have on we we love to learn as much as we love to talk so um on that note brooke would you like to lead us out i would love to do the honors Bang. cue that music <laughs> cue vecna right. oh my god <laughs> what, right. if that, what if that happened <laughs> Just bum. <laughs> what a All, right. All right. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>